Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as hosts Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Welcome to the Super Bowl preview show with Mike and Gino. We got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a Vegas-themed episode, and we got some great guests for you today. Before we get fully into it, I'm going to tell you guys why I think that Chris Long and LeGarrette Blunt are going to have a huge impact on the Super Bowl. I've also got a couple of prop bet wagers that I uh, ask that everybody kind of look into because they can make a few bucks off of them. And... Uh, let me pass it off to Gino. What well, are your quit big being such a quit being such a tease, man? What like Legarrette Blunt? What what's uh, give me one of them? You like Long and Blunt? We'll save one for a little later because we have a couple guests. What what do you like about Blunt? Why do you expect a big performance from Blunt this weekend? More than anything else, both guys were on last year's Super Bowl winning Patriots team, and I think they're going to be able to provide the Philadelphia Eagles with a lot of insight. Keep in mind, the team doesn't have a lot of veterans that have Super Bowl experience. So I think those guys are going to bring a lot more to the table than people realize, even though Chris Long is kind of a, you know, not an every down player, but he's going to have a big impact from a leadership perspective and providing the coaches with a little bit of insight as to how Belichick prepares for Super Bowl week. I like it. I like it. Yeah, the 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 insight is key. The experience is key. For me, a guy like Blunt, just he just has a swagger, you know? He, he has does. that swagger and he brings that toughness and that's what you need in games like this. Even if even if he doesn't run for 100 yards, you need someone that's going to hit you right in the mouth between the tackles and just let everybody know like let the Patriots know they're it's not going to be easy. It's going to they're going to be in for a game. And you know, the one thing we've seen with the Patriots in the Super Bowls they've been in, there've been 19 what's great about the Super Bowls 19 Super Bowls decided by one possession, and then 19 Super Bowls that were decided by three possession games. So we're just as likely to get a close game as we are to get an absolute blowout. But that has not been the case when the Patriots have been around, Mikey, because there have been seven Super Bowls with Brady and Belichick, all seven of them one possession games. Now, the Eagles, the last time they played the Eagles, that one was a little deceiving because, remember, they were up. The Eagles scored late just to make it a one possession game, but it still was, and Five of those games have been decided on scores in the last two minutes. One of them was decided on a score in the last two minutes and two seconds. So basically what we're saying is we're in for a good game. If it's Brady, Belichick in the Super Bowl, it's not going to be a blowout. That's what we've seen so far. And you know who that's going to make a big impact for? All the betters who are playing with the point spread. And there are going to be millions and millions of people this weekend and on uh, on Sunday in particular, who would just play a few bucks on something. And uh, we'll, we'll have our first guest on in just a minute. He'll know better than you and I. I mean, all the novice players that are, are just betting on little things. But a lot of the wagers, you got to remember, I'm pretty sure the rules are, well, and we have not, if it's got to be in the box score, if you're able to bet that it's somewhere in Vegas. But with all the different um, wagering sites nowadays and the apps and everything, you can honestly make wagers on anyone, anything, um, 20 years ago, it used to be just like a normal football game where you had, you know, the the lines, the over-under, and maybe one or two things you could play on. And now, Mike, you can play anything. I mean, yeah. there are thousands of prop bets. There sure are. And let's find out a little bit more about uh, what's going on in Vegas with our first guest. He is the director 
of the Race and Sportsbook at Treasure Island. I'm talking about my man, Tony Neville. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Gino. How's it going out there in Vegas? Uh, The storm is starting to brew. We're starting to see the waves of the better start to filter in. The first uh, 10 days we've had uh, mainly wise guys coming to the counter and picking on the props, but now uh, the folks, the airplanes are landing, the cars are arriving from California, Arizona, and Utah, and we're expecting a big weekend out here, as always, with the Super Bowl, and uh, it's going to be exciting, and all the early action's been on the Philadelphia Eagles. Is that from a money line perspective or point spread or both? Well, it's uh, every perspective you can get on the Eagles. We've sold about two to one tickets on the Eagles over the Patriots, uh, two to one uh, the count on uh, the money on the Eagles as far as the wagering goes, and then it's a five to one ticket count on the money line on the Eagles. So right now, everything early on is Eagles, 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 and don't know if it's a really a case of the last information in is the first wagers to come in. Uh, it seems like everybody just remembers the Eagles' last game uh, a little bit more than they're looking at uh, Tommy Brady and the success pattern they've had with Super Bowls with Belichick. So let me ask you this. Do, do you talk to your uh, equals at your rival casinos to find out if they're experiencing similar wagering, wagering patterns as well, or does, does, is there no kind of camaraderie when it comes to that type of stuff? Oh, no, there's a lot of camaraderie. You know, we'll make a phone call occasionally if, if we have, uh, you know, a large enough bet coming in and, and call one of the other locations. I mean, I, I could call Johnny over at the Wynn. I could call Chris Andrews out there at the South Point, call Jay Rude next door with MGM. I mean, we share uh, things that we think might be uh, indicative of a trend that's either beginning or maybe it's just a large wagering syndicate that may have come into town looking at, for instance, two or three props. But typically uh, what's happening at one location uh, resonates to all the other locations. And sometimes it might even be uh, a prop that you might be looking at on the Internet that is worldwide at some of the offshore locations too because most of the different types of bets that are available here, some of them can also be seen offshore with the illegal bookmakers. Now, I was going to ask you the question, Tony, as far as the prop wagers, it, is it the, for the wagers that you guys take there, they have to be in the box score. Is that correct? So you're, you're not taking as many like the like national anthem songs, stuff like that. Like you guys are taking player props, stuff like that, but nothing really of the, the goofy, what color Gatorade, stuff like that. No, we really don't. Uh, we, we try to keep it mainly dealing with football on football. Yeah. Other locations may throw a basketball player or a soccer team in with fumbles, and will they score more than one goal on Sunday? Uh, But we try to keep it just football on football, and we find that uh, that resonates a lot better with the clientele we have coming in here. We have 2,800 rooms, and most of them have been to the race and sports book more than once. It's not their first trip to Vegas, but we have the kind of staff here and associates that whether you're a first-time better or a professional better, uh, we're prepared to help you no matter what because we want this to be something that you're comfortable with doing, and that's why we're part of the entertainment business here in Las Vegas. So do you guys typically have more of a serious player than maybe some of the other casinos on the Strip? 
I don't know that they're they're more serious. I, I think some of the other locations, uh, some of the corporations that may have nine or ten locations, uh, may be able to uh, look out and take you know a million dollar wager. We, we're not in that ballpark with million dollar wagers here at Treasure Island. But what we do is accommodate the guests that are in. Our limits are about four or five times larger than what they'd be on a normal uh, NFL weekend, other than say. Uh, preseason or week 17 of the regular season now um as far as the buzz for this game and maybe it's just me but i feel like it's been a little bit there's been a little bit of a lull i haven't felt as much mainstream buzz for this game the last week and a half or so as some years past now maybe maybe that's just me uh, but what has it been like for you numbers wise with the early money how have you stacked up this year compared to some of the past years well, this year, it is about on par with the, the last couple of years. It, it could be a tad bit slower, but I think most of that is because of the backup quarterback playing with Philadelphia and whether or not Gronkowski is going to play. It, it looks like he is, but when you have a, a major player on one team or the other, and here we're talking about a quarterback on one side and the tight end or the primary offensive force for the Patriots, I think that's kind of slowed it down. And with most of the players that come in here to Las Vegas to wager on the game or the props, it's a constant question and answer session with what's being on uh, televised on the NFL network, what may be on ESPN, CBS, Fox, or any of the other sports news networks. And typically uh, the big tsunami starts uh, probably we'll get the biggest part of it flowing in Friday night. Then we'll be uh, steady all day Saturday. And then it'll probably be uh, three or four times the money wagered on Friday and Saturday will come in on Sunday. So the biggest bets typically come in at the very last minute. And then uh, everyone else has finally made their decision with about an hour to go before kickoff. Now, we show the games not only here in the race and sports book, we have a dining and, and beer hall here called Gillies, which is a country western location. And then we also convert the Mystere Theater. We have a giant uh, screen in there that handles about an additional 1,600 guests. So is it one of those things, by the way, where you have to call it the big game, or can you actually say the Super Bowl? We typically call it the Pro Football Championship. Gotcha. And it's just... It's just one of those issues where we would like to use the title of the game, and we'd love it if we could, but if it offends some folks, whether we call it the NFL championship or the pro football championship, we just don't uh, market it as anything other than the big game. Understood. You were mentioning individual players and maybe the impact it has on wagering with the backup quarterback for Philadelphia and Gronk and things of that nature. So... Let's say, this is a hypothetical here, let's say that Carson Wentz never got hurt and that Philadelphia steamrolled through the playoffs in the same manner that they did, same final scores, they beat Atlanta by the same margin, and they destroyed the Vikings by the same margin, but Wentz was in there. How different would this point spread be today if Carson Wentz was the starter? I would think it'd probably be uh, three or four points. It'd either be maybe a pick em, a Patriots minus one or even an Eagles minus one. It's just, uh, you know, you're doing power rankings week after week after week, and you're making the adjustments. And I didn't make 
too much of an adjustment when Wentz went down because I, I felt like Foles couldn't necessarily fill his shoes, but the team had showed enough during the year that I felt the defense, running backs, receivers, uh, wasn't going to be that big a drop-off. So when I looked at uh, my figures, we hung the number five uh, and that's what I had for the difference in the power ranking. So I kept it uh, just about the same, but I, I really believe the perception of the public and anticipation of what they were going to wager would have been heightened if uh, Wentz had been uh, able to avoid injury. A question for you that's not, nothing to do with football, but it is to do with the, the sports book and something that I, I've been kind of keeping tabs on and I think very interesting. How has your book been doing with the unbelievable success of the Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. I've been hearing that a couple of the books out there have been really getting beat up by this team who, you know, is an expansion team. In their first 49 games, they're 33-12, and 12, and they're 35-14 and 14 against the spread. I mean, that is an incredible number. We can't expect that to keep up, but how has that been handle, uh, handling, like, how's that been affecting your business over there? Well, it's it's made a definite uh, change in the awareness of the National Hockey League to be able to to have a team that began uh, through a draft of players. Uh, the expectation was was it would uh, be three or four years to get the team to where they could compete for the Stanley Cup, and they have exceeded the expectations. One because I believe the NHL had a higher quality of player that was unprotected that we were able to pick up. But uh, don't sell this team short. I think I noticed in your voice there, Gino, that maybe they're going to come back to earth. And until (laughs) you go out here to the T-Mobile Arena and see the presentation of a Las Vegas-style National Hockey League game, then and only then will you be able to see what our home ice advantage is here. And, and I, I have only heard has, positives, yeah. Our team has successfully gone out to the other cities and, and played teams that have been on or near the uh, finals of the uh, Stanley Cup over the last four or five years. We've either beat them or given, given them everything they wanted on the ice. And this team has a charisma to it very unselfish, and the kids are coming out and interacting with the community and with the schools, and we couldn't be more pleased than to represent the National Hockey League here in Las Vegas. Sounds like you've really embraced them. Yeah, I got to get over there in the next month or two for a game because, as you mentioned, 19-3 and at home and 14-9 on on the road. So this is a, a good team away, but... At home, they're basically unbeatable, and everything that I've read is is just what you said, Tony, that, that that home ice advantage is just incredible. The crowd showing up, the support showing up. They said that the that the Vegas Golden Knights ticket is the hottest ticket in town, more than any of the shows or more than any of the performances or events at, at any of the hotels or casinos. Well, you know, it's one of the greatest shows that we currently have here uh, on the Las Vegas Strip in the state of Nevada, but the one uh, aspect of this team is, at one time, we didn't have one goaltender go down. We didn't have two goaltenders go down. We had three goaltenders go down. So we were playing with fourth and fifth string guys. And as everyone's gotten their health back, we've been able to go all the way back to where we began the season with our first string goaltender. And uh, 
you know, we're sitting good in the net, and that's the whole key to the game. If you can stop that puck in front of the net, uh, you're going to win a lot of games. And we have uh, just had tremendous goaltending, depending whether it's first team or fifth string. And the kids, the defensemen, uh, they've all done their best to protect uh, the guys in the net, and that's why it's such a success story here in the desert. Well, Mike, what a fantastic endorsement, trip, right? huh? we got to yeah. get out there. Next month, we have to head over to Treasure Island, and then we gotta ch- we got to check a game out because I've heard that the, the games are incredible. And in, in, in general, hockey games are always the most fun games to go to in person. And then when you have an, a type of home ice advantage like Vegas does, that's a, an arena and that's a, an experience we have to check out. Yeah, maybe we could do a road show from Vegas, from Treasure I Island. Like that we idea. Coordinate like it with that Tony, idea. perhaps, and, uh, and and check out one of these games. That'd be fantastic, Tony. I'll tell you this: that was a ringing endorsement that you've given them. If you ever need another career, I'm guessing that the PR department at uh, with the Golden Knights could totally use you because that was fantastic. I mean, or you how gave about us a the Raiders? Breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> and I was I was going to actually ask about that. I was going to piggyback off of Gino's question about the Golden Knights and ask you: first of all, is there have you guys done any kind of financial analysis or has maybe the, the Strip or, or Vegas as a city, I'm sure, has, but what kind of financial impact it will have bringing the Raiders in on Treasure Island, on wagering in general, on wagering at the Strip, citywide, statewide, et cetera? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, there's a growing acceptance of uh, sports wagering here in the state of Nevada. Uh, Delaware, you know, has a parlay card type of wagering currently taking place over on the east coast but what this is going to do is allow all these cities around the country eight weeks out of the year they'll be visiting the desert here and one of the nuances that we've adapted here in the last three or four years is the ability to open a phone account here at the treasure island And what you'll be able to do is wager on the game or on the halftime while you're actually inside the stadium. So it would be much like if you were overseas in England and you were betting an in-progress soccer game. And I believe as as we move forward that there's going to be a greater social acceptance to adults making a decision as to their entertainment value involved with sports wagering, whether it's the National Hockey League, whether it's the NBA, or the NFL, and to have these folks come in from all the other states and be able to set up an account. They can wager in the casino just like always before the game, but to set up an account as if it was a bank account, and then to be able to look at the different wagers that are available during a game, it's just going to hopefully create uh, more... uh, a better uh, outlook from the outside as to what's going on inside the state of Nevada and that people will say, hey, guess what? This is enjoyable and I'm having a a good time. And, you know, we're the entertainment capital of the world and uh, adding a little extra sports betting is just going to be a a little more icing to the cake. Absolutely. Tony, let me ask you this. We're up against it with a commercial break. Do you have a few more minutes to hang with us on the other side of the commercial for a few more questions? Uh, Absolutely, Mike. Outstanding. There you have it. We will be back in a few minutes. We'll continue with Tony Neville, the director of the Race and Sportsbook at Treasure Island, right after the short commercial break.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Mike at the MikeAbadirShow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Mike and Gino sitting here talking Super Bowl and wagering with the director of the Race and Sports Book of Treasure Island. I'm talking about Tony Neville. Tony, let's uh, pick up where we left off. I know we were talking about the Golden Knights and the Raiders and what are you know some of the uh, impacts that they're having in the communities and what impact they will be having in the communities. Let me just shift for a quick second, though, and ask you, Generally speaking, when we're talking about the Super Bowl and the wagering and the buzz, how does it compare to some of the other big events during the calendar year? Let's say, how does it compare to the Kentucky Derby, to a big boxing or a UFC fight, to March Madness, so on and so forth? Well, right now, you know, Super Bowl's uh, number one, uh, March Madness, they have nothing that to be upset about being the number two event for us. Uh, that'll come up uh, 15, 16, 17, and 18th of March. And because we're blessed with the smaller conferences playing the weekend of the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th of February, then the large conference uh, championships will be 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of March, uh, as well as the 8th, 9th, 10th, and the 11th. Uh, we've got it really made here. Uh, it's it's just as soon as we finish one big event, our first big event, of course, was New Year's with the bowl games. But yep. uh, Super Bowl's number two, or actually number one there in February. Then March Madness comes. Then we catch our breath the uh, month of April. Kentucky Derby's always, uh, you know, the greatest race 
in America as far as thoroughbred horse racing goes. We crown uh, our big derby winner as our three-year-old. We've been watching the two-year-olds develop uh, over this past year, and it looks like a, a great group of horses come together for this year's Kentucky Derby. And then uh, we go through the baseball season. Baseball's a, a long, grinding season, but uh, for those folks that have the time to enjoy uh, nine innings of baseball, uh, we get wagers there, whether it's the first five innings or whether it's for the game itself. And then uh, all the talk starts the first week of August about uh, college and pro football. So we have about four or five major events that really uh, bring the folks from outside of Las Vegas here. And we're happy to, to be able to house them here at Treasure Island for three, four, or five days. And next weekend, after the Super Bowl, we are the host for the National Handicapping Championship here. And we will have the nation's greatest thoroughbred handicappers, about 550, in three days of competition. The winner wins over a million dollars. And next year, they will receive an Eclipse Award for being the nation's best thoroughbred handicapper. It's an absolutely amazing event. I got really lucky one year, 2013, and I qualified. And that was actually the first time that I'd met Tony in person uh, several years back. And... uh, I got to tell you, Treasure Island was a fantastic host for the event, was a fantastic forum. I loved that big room with all the big screen monitors. The competition was fantastic. Unfortunately, I got my ass kicked. I was probably the worst <laughs> handicapper there. And, uh, but I'll tell you, it was, it was probably one of the most enjoyable, you know, adult-themed entertainment uh, few days of my lifetime. It really was that great. And I actually, I'd won my place through... Uh, winning a TVG uh, VIP tournament, and uh, th- they actually did a fantastic job as well in terms of taking care of me and and uh, providing some coaches and things of that nature. It was a lot of fun, but it's a great event, Tony. Uh, it, props to you guys for hosting it every year. It's a lot of fun, and uh, you know uh, I definitely hope to qualify again. Maybe Gino and I will, will will qualify for next year's edition and take down that big I'm pot. Qualify? I'm gonna win the thing, Mike. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of opportunities during TVG days to focus on contests. And actually, the last it's like one of those things I always tell myself I'm going to do, and I never end up doing it. So one one day we just got to really sit down and do it. You and I have had done one or two at Los Alamitos, but uh, they're always fun. And uh, Tony really appreciate all the information. What what would be? I mean, with with so much money being being wagered. You guys are going to end up okay because you got so much coming in on both sides, right? I mean, do you have any idea this early on on what what would be beneficial for you, for your book? Well, currently at this time, we'd like to have uh, the game land, uh, New England Patriots and the under. But I will tell you this, what we need today may be polar opposite of what we (laughs) need Sunday afternoon at 3.20 out here in Las Vegas. And uh, we're expecting a a lot of folks coming from uh, both Pennsylvania as well as Massachusetts, then all the fans that are in between. And it's going to be a great time had by all. And the beauty is at halftime we're going to put up another betting number again and a total for the second half. And who knows, maybe we might get an overtime. You just never can tell when you're uh, working the uh, pro football championship, Gino. And I'm guessing that the the, – I know one of the things that – you know, when I'd go to Vegas and I'm, uh, I've had a few cocktails the night before and uh, I'm putting on some shorts and flip-flops and walking down to the book at, you know, 9.50 or 9.55 a.m. before the first round of NFL game starts and there's a huge line. How have the wagering apps uh, be, been able to impact that? Has it made things a lot smoother in terms of 
both accounting for you guys, uh, volume for you guys, as well as convenience for the wagers? Oh, the convenience factor is really the, the primary uh, factor involved with, with the state of Nevada legalizing uh, wagers placed inside the confines of our state. Uh, of course, it's helped us a lot. It's increased handle. Uh, but, you know, when you have, whether you look at it as a telephone app, the reality is it's just people having their own betting window on their couch at home, uh, out on their boat, out on Lake Mead. Uh, and, and for your guest, when they come in here, it's only about 10 minutes to set up your phone account. So you can deposit $100, you can deposit $10,000. It's kind of up to the individual. But you'll know on Saturday and Sunday when there's a line that stretches you know, 40 or 50 yards long with people waiting to make a wager with one of our tellers that it's so much easier if you're sitting in the book or sitting up in your hotel room and you can make that wager without having to stand in any line. And uh, convenience, convenience, convenience. And, and we're just lucky that the state of Nevada has been so proactive, not only to help the casinos and the race and sports books, but to help our guests to make their trip and stay here because we know most of the folks have other things to do while they're here. They're going to go to dinner at one location or another. They're going to see a show at one location or at the other. But occasionally a guy or a, or a wife is going to step out into the lobby. They're going to check the scores. They're going to check the betting lines and throw another 100 or 50 or 200 or 300 onto another proposition, and uh, it just really facilitates wagering and puts it at a premium for us. Now, if I set up an account at Treasure Island, can I only withdraw at Treasure Island? Is that how it works? Right. It's, it, whether you set it up with us or any of our other competitors out there, you deposit and withdraw from the same location. It's just like if you had a bank account with uh, Bank of America or U.S. Bank. You can't go to Bank of America and withdraw your money out of U.S. Bank. So it's much the same type as having a bank account. So it's great. You can see your previous transactions. You can recall how you won or how you got beat. And you always know exactly where you stand. The one thing is, is you cannot bet on your phone because we have satellites above the earth that show exactly where you are and the application shuts off once you leave the confines of the state of Nevada. Gotcha. Now, can I play the uh, horse races? Is it tied into the paramutual pools? Horse racing is a separate app, and you can play horse races off of one account or sports off of the other. We have not uh, gotten the approval yet from gaming to co-mingle those two funds. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Tony, this has been fantastic. Uh, can we can we invite you back to, to join us before March Madness, perhaps, or some of these other big events during the year? Oh, that sounds like fun. Absolutely. This awesome. has been absolutely Tony, terrific. Thank you very much. Go Please. Golden Knights. Yeah, go Golden Knights. And go for right now, Patriots and under is the play that Treasure Island's looking for. But that could change. A lot of big money is going to be exchanged between now and Sunday kickoff. Thank you so much, Tony. Good luck to you guys. I hope uh, you guys do real well. And uh, we'll see you out there when we qualify for the NHC. Sounds good. Mike and Gino, all the best, and I hope everyone has a good time with the final football game of the 2017-2018 Professional Football Championship. There you guys have it. Outstanding. That's Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Thank you so much, Tony. Gino, that was awesome. Yeah, great info from Tony. What, what Tony did is he gave us great info, basically the opposite of what I did last night when uh, I was conversing with Monique talking a little bit about the show today she was going to come on 
And she said, although we were talking about the Lakers, they were playing last night. They're playing at Orlando. Orlando has been awful lately, the Magic. They are the worst team in the league. The Lakers have been playing better. They had won four out of five. They had won eight out of 11. Uh, Aaron Gordon, one of the best players for the Magic, wasn't there. We're looking at the line. She says, Lakers are going to win tonight, right? I said, absolutely. I gave her a ringing endorsement. No doubt about it. The Lakers are absolutely winning this game against the Magic. Final score, Magic 127, Lakers 105. The Magic scored 43 points in the third quarter. Didn't they, go nuts? Didn't they go nuts with a three-point ball? They 18 threes last night. They were 18 what the hell? 32. They shot 56% from three. This is a Unreal. team that's not good to begin Unreal. with. But I just said, Monique, I am sorry. This is one that you just have to laugh about. Only laugh about because you're not close enough to actually punch me in the face for that one. Sorry, Monique. Uh, we got to get it back this weekend, though, right? Monique, are you with us? Yeah, hey, guys. How's it going, Monique? Good afternoon oh, for you. Oh, not too bad, thanks. And yeah, no, you're completely right. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit upset over that one, but it is one of those that you just have to laugh it off. You can't expect that out of a team like that. Blame it on me. Blame it on me. Now, we've got a million, we got a million props, but the one that I'm the most interested in. Okay, how about this one? Dwayne Allen receiving yards over under half a yard. <laughs> There's a million props out there, and Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons on the ringer, they talked about this one. This is an actual prop. Dwayne Allen, the third-string tight end, he has only 10 receptions and 86 yards all season, only 22 targets. He has not been targeted in the playoffs, but he has an over-under of half a receiving yard for plus 120. Monique, I really don't need an actual answer from you on this, but this is just to kind of show you how crazy things have gotten in the last couple of years with some of these props. Yeah, it's, it's insane. There's something to bet on no matter what you want to bet, no matter what you can possibly think of as a potential bet, it's out there. And, I mean, you found that one. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't even think you were searching that hard for a prop like that, and it just appeared. It's, it's, it's amazing the things you can bet in this day and age. We are joined by Monique, the Parlay Queen. She's with Covers.com and America's Best Racing. We will give you all her handles towards the end of this uh, segment here. Monique, let me ask you, do you focus more on the point spread for the Super Bowl, for the game total, the over-under, the prop wagers? Do you like to do those wagers? Will LeBron score more than the Patriots offense and things of that nature? Kind of give us, uh, take us into your mind as to how you approach the big championship game. Yeah, I like to put a little bit of money in everything, just kind of diversify, I guess. It just keeps more interest in it. But I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'm into those really cheesy ones like betting the anthem and the halftime show. I like those. I think you can put in a lot of research. It's a good break. It's a good break from, like, completely betting only player props. Um, I, I obviously love prop bets. I think there's, there's something out there for everyone. You can pick the game state and be completely wrong on the score but have the right player. I enjoy that. Uh, the spreads are obviously super competitive. Same with the under-over. And I think in order to cash on those in the Super Bowl, you need a really good grasp on the game. And I think it's, it's tough. Uh, initially, when handicapping it, I thought, I think the Patriots win the game. I think it's a question of by how many. But I, I was leaning towards the under in it. Uh, it's the Super Bowl. It's, it's obviously tough to predict in these two teams earned it. Uh, I don't know how the game's going to play out, but I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. I see a lot of things based on the Patriots with the Eagles uh, front seven being super competitive, super tough. There's going to be more throwing, but I think it's 
the Super Bowl, I always tend to find on one of those games where time just flies by. So it's tough. It's obviously tough to handicap, but I'm going to be focusing mostly on props. Okay, well, let's uh, let's talk about some of those props. Uh, and and right off the bat, some of the ones that uh, that you sent me are ones that I love, too. As Mike mentioned, the crossover sport props are so much fun now. And when you can find them for... For basketball, you can find them for college basketball. You can find them for golf. Um, you can find them for you know uh, what else? Did I? I got the yeah Blazers. Uh, we got Oladipo, Ingram, or a couple that I I marked down. You you get points, rebounds, assists, points versus um I mean anything. So make sure to check out all the prop lists. One that you think is interesting, you have uh, it's the Celtics versus Dion Lewis rushing attempts. So which way do you go on that? Yeah, I like that one. It's uh, Celtics and Blazers, and I'm liking Dion Lewis rush attempts. Um, if it were to be, because Celtics made threes, so if it were to be three-point attempts, perhaps I would lean towards the Celtics, but I think Dion Lewis rush attempts, I'm seeing the total at 14.5, and, and I think he's going to be right around there. So I think he can definitely go over if the Patriots get out to a big lead. Obviously, he's going to be running more. Uh, yeah, 14 made threes by the Celtics versus Blazers. Blazers aren't bad defending the three ball. They're a mid-pack team, too. So, I mean, it's possible, but I, I really like Dion Lewis with that one. Yeah, he's been the workhorse for them as of late. And uh, a, a couple more to just kind of jump on. As far as the MVP is concerned, it, it, there are a lot of fun shots you could take MVP-wise, but and I think if the Eagles win the game, it might be a little bit more wide open. But if the Patriots win this game, I mean, it's got to be Brady that wins the MVP, right? Absolutely. I don't think it's even close. I'm seeing Brady, uh, MVP Tom Brady, at minus 110. And honestly, it should be Brady versus the field at this point. No one's even really close. A lot of people are thinking the Pats win. And at the end of the day, their success is probably going to hinge on Tom Brady. So, you know, perhaps Amendola has a huge game. Gronk, if he plays, has a huge game. But that's going to reflect on Tom Brady as well. So I, I really don't see MVP of the Patriots win going to anyone else. So at the top of the show, Monique, I gave a quick little tease and said that I had two prop bets for the listeners to uh, consider and to look out for. And I want to get your opinion on them. So I'm now going to release the Mike Uh-oh. Abadir. Uh-oh, here he goes. Uh-oh. These, these, these prop bets are well thought out. I play them year after year after year, regardless of who the matchup is. And there's rhyme and reason as to why they hit a great percentage of the time. You guys ready? Mikey Ab system. I'm ready for it. Okay. It is the over on interceptions, which typically is at one and a half. This year, it is at one and a half. And the over on sacks, typically it's right around five. This year, it's at four and a half. And the thought process behind it is this. Typically speaking, these teams are, let's face it, balls to the walls, right? There's no tomorrow. So they're going to be airing it out. If there's a team that's behind, I've seen it where where the, 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 the losing quarterback or the, the team that's behind, that quarterback alone throws two or three picks by himself. You'll also see that at halftime, there's, there's less of a likelihood to be downing it. I've had some go over because of a last second Hail Mary before halftime for a cheap interception. Either way, you only need to get to two interceptions. You got to clear one and a half. Sack, same thing. Everybody wants to have that sack in the Super Bowl. You want to have that feather in your cap as a defensive player. 
Teams bring a lot of pressure. Typically speaking, teams that get to the Super Bowl are able to get to their quarterback. So what do you think, Monique? One and a half for INTs, four and a half for sacks. That's interesting. I like those. You're getting really good odds on uh, sacks this year. I, I know I've been looking into that one. That's that's tough. I, I prefer sacks over interceptions. You know, I do see where you're coming from exactly. Uh, maybe I was focused more on turnovers in general. Like, I, I yeah. don't think we're going to be seeing fumbles, especially not fumbles lost. So that's one I was thinking of. But as far as that goes, you know, interceptions are interesting, and you do have Foles playing instead, which could potentially help you with an interception there. Both teams can bring pressure. I like that one. That, that one's interesting. I thought you were going to go a different route. I thought you were going to say uh, a safety, because that's been something that's been hitting recently. But, no, those are interesting. I like them. I obviously prefer interceptions, but, yeah, it's, it's a good play, I and, think. And just to kind of piggyback on your point, Monique, I like the – Mike, I like the interceptions, but you can also expand it to total turnovers, which I think is over two and a half. And just going through the last few years, 2013, three turnovers in the Super Bowl, 2014, four, 2015, three, 2016, six, 2017, three. So there, the last five years, there's been at least three turnovers in the Super Bowl games. And what's nice about that is you get any turnover. You know, you don't have to worry about fumble, interception. You can get a special teams, you know, um, blip. You can get any turnover that way, which is nice. And Philly was fourth in the NFL with 31 total takeaways. So this is a team that can um, that can make a play on defense and get a turnover. The only problem is New England doesn't turn it over a ton. But with the, the extra time off, a little bit sloppy. Um, let's see, going through some of other Monique's. Uh, Jay Ajayi. Uh, Ajayi is one you like, right? And it seems like... From what I've been paying attention, he's been getting involved a lot more through the air with Nick yeah. Foles and in the last few weeks in particular. Hey, before we answer that question, Monique, we got to take a commercial break. Can you hang with us until after this uh, commercial segment and uh, and pick up with JHI? Uh, Not a problem. Outstanding. Then nice tease, Mikey. Yeah, let, let, let's get to this next commercial break and we'll continue with Monique from Covers.com after this brief moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're diving into planning your 2018 outdoor adventures. Find out about prime DIY hunting opportunities across the country. Get the how-tos of applying for tags and listen for advice from the pros who hunt full-time. Joining us is Kevin Steele, host of Peterson's Hunting Adventures, Jeremy Millette with Silencer Shop, Mrs. Bunny, and more. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. 
We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Mike and Gino with the Parlay Queen, who ha- just happens to be probably my favorite of our regular guests. I mean, she's the only, only guest. Three time. Only she's three times. She's the only three-time participant on this show. And she does something that nobody else does. She does the next best thing to giving out money. Next best thing to giving out money. She's giving out winning picks. So before the commercial, where we left off was you were going to talk about going somewhere more clever with that or something. He's giving out money. money. (laughs) The next best thing to give out giving out money is giving out winning picks. And you're about to tell us about JHI and what your thoughts are regarding that prop bet. Yeah, I'm liking him a lot. Um, Instead of the traditional rush attempts or rushing yards, I actually like him for receptions and I suppose receiving yards, but I like receptions a lot more. I'm seeing his total receptions over two, so I like that you can get the push on that one. I've also seen over two and a half with uh, pretty good plus odds. Uh, The Patriots are a team that struggle against pass-catching running backs, and I think that, like I said before, I think it's the Patriots that win this, and it's a question by how many. So I think that he'll be involved a lot more. I think that you can get a couple, let's say, chintzy yards when they throw to him. I think he's he's been a factor in the last two playoff games. He's had 25 receiving yards in each of those. I like his chances. I think they're gonna, the Eagles are going to be playing from behind. So I think getting a couple receptions for a player when their total is low, I like that one. So yeah, so you got over two, and then you also got over seventeen and a half yards. So a couple, yeah. a couple for uh, Ajay on the receiving, and then uh, on the time of possession, you uh, which is even, you're going to go to the Eagles. Yeah, I like the Eagles a lot in this one. It's more of a statistics play. The Eagles led the NFL in time of possession, and as last year they didn't lead, they were right up there again. And what was interesting to see was also with Foles. As quarterback, they also were right up there with time of possession. I think if the Eagles are going to have success this game, they really need a balanced attack. And they're one of those teams that really, I'd say, take some time to go methodically down the field. And the Patriots are a team that you can get one or two quick strikes, a long ball to Hogan, and your time of possession is cut in half. They're going to score quickly. So I like the Eagles in that one. I'm seeing them at uh, basically a pick And you have- Are you up for uh, taking a, a caller question? Of course. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's do it, Gino. Let's go to. I'm seeing here that uh, we have James. James on hold. Let's bring in James. James, James is our Eagle morning. fan. James is our Eagle caller. Oh, Remember that's Mikey right. That's, a few weeks that's back. Eagles fan. Yep. James from Pasadena. He was a little nervous in uh, in the divisional round because the Eagles were the home dogs that weekend. James, you guys were home dogs against the Falcons, but man, has this team played well for a couple weeks now? James, if you're listening, give us a call back, and uh, we'll try to patch you back on here. 
Uh, I'm get, I'm going to guess where James was going, which is, uh, you know, Eagles, what, but we're, we'll keep talking Eagles. And if, if James calls back, because I know well, my, guess has, is, my guess is that James is going to money line the Eagles. How, would, how can I mean, he not at this point, unless he's worried about jinxing them, right? Nah, he doesn't worry about jinxing them. He doesn't worry about jinxing them. James is a, a he's a fan, but he's a gambler, too. And uh, just like our guest, Monique, Monique, I like a couple of these ones that you have now. The mentions, Carson Wentz mentions and T.O. mentions during the broadcast. So uh, give us the specifics on these ones real quick. Yeah, those are those are fun ones. Uh, we'll start with Carson Wentz mentions. I'm seeing it at over three and a half. And I was very confident on this one and that I've seen a lot of chatter about it that they've overexhausted the Carson Wentz mentions through the postseason. But I think we're, we're good for at least, we can confidently say we're good for at least two mentions. And that's telling the fans why Wentz is playing and also check in on him on the sidelines. And I'm sure we'll get a couple mentions here and there. So I definitely like him as a play. And, uh, I have to ask him, does, does that, does that, that doesn't include the pregame, right? That's once kickoff starts? Is that how it works? Yeah, it's, uh, well, a lot of books have, like, those little loopholes at the bottom where you have to make sure you read carefully. But what I'm seeing is during the broadcast. Interesting. So I would assume the pregame does not count, but perhaps you have to read more, or I would just send a live chat message or an email to your book if you're interested in that play to make sure that you don't get you know, screwed up on one of those. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and then uh, we got- Terrell Owens, I like him to be mentioned at all during the broadcast. Uh, I'm seeing plus 150, and I think it's going a little higher in that one. Now, I like him a lot as a mention because the last time these two teams met were in the Super Bowl, and that was the one with Terrell Owens mentioning Donovan McNabb. And we had the McNabb throwing up incident. And Terrell Owens is someone who always has never shied away from publicity. And he's recently he's been on shows like The Challenge. And he's, he's also been very, very vocal about his distaste with McNabb again. And I think he's potential for a mention there. And then we're also going to find out if he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I think if either of those two things happen, I think he's worthy of a mention, and at plus one fifty, I'd obviously I'd take a shot in that one. I, I like that. I like I that a lot. That, Mike, I think I, that's a good one. I think it will be over one and a half. And we got James back on the line, so let's let's rope in James Philadelphia talk for Monique. What do you got, James? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Well, I know uh, if I know James, I know one man who has his shirt off doing sit-ups in his driveway, just like T.O. <laughs> He's getting ready for the Eagles game. James, your Eagles have been playing really, really well. I mean, they were they were home dogs in uh, in the divisional round, and, and they, they beat the Falcons, and then they absolutely demolished the Vikings last week. You know, when Wentz went out, you had to feel like there was going to be a lull. As a fan, how are your feelings coming into the game? I mean, last time I spoke to you guys, I wasn't that confident either. And, you know, it's kind of been like a weird ride that way where I haven't gotten up too much for the games because I've kind of been expecting the worst since Wentz went out. But uh, I don't know. It's made it for a weird, magical ride. And this team has definitely got chemistry and they're kind of hitting on all cylinders, especially with the way Foles played last week. Is so you got there- any prop, prop wagers uh, that you want to chat with Monique about? Yeah, I heard, uh, I heard one I was listening to, actually, to give credit to Bill Simmons. Uh, he, one of his plays that made a lot of sense once he thought about it, it was Justin Timberlake, I guess it's two to one to play a Prince song at halftime. Yeah. I heard that. Because they're in Minnesota. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, a good I mean, one. Being, that's got to be a gimme, right? How can he not? 
Yeah, and, and, and Gino can kind of go in on this. G- one of Gino's better plays I ever heard was when he nailed the uh, Katy Perry hop. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I remember that. I was going crazy. Yeah, the, those are fun. Those are fun. We had the fu- the front uh, the first song, the last song. Will she show cleavage? Which was a question. Of course she will, and she did. So you know, we had to bet that one too. So uh, yeah, th- those are those are some fun ones. So if and you by had- the way, Gino, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, covers.com, who uh, Monique works for actually uh, tweeted out in the last uh, maybe hour and a half or so an article about the prop wagers and they give the final times of all the national anthems. They provide a lot of statistics that you can use when uh, kind of making decisions on prop bets. So Monique, I don't know if you were a part of that, uh, the article uh, with, with compiling those stats or not, but I glanced through it before we came on the air and it looks like a great article. So check out covers.com website or maybe their Twitter handle and, uh, and check that link out, especially if you're interested in those type of wagers. Okay, James, now we got to... There are, and uh, in regards to the question, I did see, I saw a lot of movement come in on uh, Justin Timberlake going to be playing a Prince song. Now, I was thinking initially, and that's, obviously he was a huge influence, and Prince is from Minnesota, so that certainly helps that he would be, do, uh, Timberlake would be doing a rendition of someone who is a, an icon there and an icon everywhere and obviously a huge influence on Timberlake but I saw I think I feel like that one's a little bit too much of a coincidence for the money to be coming in on yes as heavily as it has been so I would say yeah I, I definitely think that and cover songs have been super popular recently especially during half yeah. shows okay James we're putting it uh we're putting it on you right now give us a, a score what's your prediction in this game um man I, I feel like we're gonna have to score at least 24 27 for us to win and I don't know, it's going to be tough, but uh, let's go with 27-24 Eagles. High score there. Just like 27-24 Eagles. Yeah, we won't, we won't blow it like the Falcons last year. And then we'll get some, uh, we'll get some Prince in, uh, in Timberlake at halftime. So we'll, we'll hit those exactly. both for James. I like it. I awesome. like it. James, good luck to your Eagles. And uh, after they win the Super Bowl, you can call us back and gloat about it because you are our number one Eagles fan here on the Mike Abadir Show. Uh, gloating or crying, I'll give you a call either way. <laughs> Thanks, James. Good awesome, luck. James. Right. Thanks. Thanks. Good guys. luck. <laughs> okay, so we got a couple minutes left here before we close the show. So why don't we go around the room and continue with that same question, Gina. Monique, let's start with you. Final score. Ooh, that's tough. I'm liking the under, and I like the Pats. So I'm thinking it's going to be a game that comes down to a lot of field goals scored, and I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to go 23-16 for Pats. Do you know? Yeah, we're close. I'm going to go Pats 24, uh, Eagles 21. I'm going to go Eagles 24, Pats 23. Okay, now let me, um, as we're all, so we're all kind of in the in the lower. I don't think any of us think we're necessarily it's going to be a high scoring game. So let's kind of talk. I want to talk about a few of these props that are interesting. How about this one? The Pats have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter. The last seven times they've been in the Super Bowl. Could you believe that? No joke. The last seven times they've been in the Super Bowl, they have not scored a touch, uh, scored a touchdown in the first quarter. That's pretty crazy. And even so far in this playoffs, they, they kicked a field goal against the Jags and they did not score a touchdown 
in the first quarter against Tennessee. So I think the Eagles to score first in the game, plus 110, if you're playing the Eagles, if you're an Eagles fan, you got to think they come out firing. I read an article where Tom Brady was talking about the Super Bowl is so long with the halftime show and all the commercial breaks and this and that, that you really got to pace yourself in the game. I think the Patriots start the game a little slow, and then they kind of make adjustments based on what's happening. I could see them slow start, Eagles score in the first it, first score in the game, plus 110. So we got about 30 seconds left. Monique, why don't you give us a, your, a quick thought on that and then give us your uh, social media handle so that everybody could follow you before the uh, Super Bowl. Absolutely. I think, I think you're on to something with the, with the Patriots not scoring early. I think it's worrisome. Not worrisome that they didn't score versus Jacksonville, but worrisome that they didn't score early versus Tennessee. But I think you're definitely on to something. And also, um, in terms of the coin toss, you have the Patriots who are going to defer the ball. So if they were to win the coin toss, the Eagles are going to start with the ball. So that's another thing. I like it. Good consider. point. So, yeah. I like it. Parlay Queen, where can we find you? And uh, what... Um, yeah, give us your info on Twitter and for covers. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Parlay Queen or on covers uh, under Monique and America's Best Racing. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, Monique. We hope you have a fantastic Super Bowl. You make a lot of money, and hopefully you make your uh, fans and audience a lot of money as well. And Gino, March enjoy Madness. the we'll Super Bowl. We'll have back in a few weeks for March Yes, Madness. yes, absolutely. We're, we definitely got to have you back. For all the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. And I'll give you one more real quick, Mikey. Okay. Victor Oladipo, points, rebounds, assists, plus 14 and a half in, over the Eagles-Pats total points. I like Oladipo in there. I think it's a low-scoring game. Oladipo can, you know, he can hit at least 50 in that points, rebounds, assists. There you guys have it. Over on Saxon INTs, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a great week.